The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Did I see, Victor Homoswana, that you've just come back? He's Marketing and Communication Executive Director, by the way, very important, uh, at the University of Limpopo in Polokwane. Uh, that you've just been to Nigeria for the weekend. What uh, was? Were you due a holiday? What was going on? Me traveling on holiday, Bruce? Have you forgotten? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was actually a, a project management institute event that I was kindly invited to address. You know, the, the, the gospel of Africa continues. And, you know, Nigeria is like a mecca for me. You, if you believe in Africa as much as I do, you need to dip your toes in, in Lagos every once in a while because you forget just how dynamic this continent can be if you don't go to Lagos in a long time. Okay, I've got a quiz question for you. Which is the world's biggest exporter of avocados? It should be a South American country, but Kenya is moving. No, no, no. A, a company. A company. Oh, a, com- a company. Yeah. The world's biggest oh. exporter of avocados no is from Limpopo, from your part oh. of the world now. Oh, um, man, I- I, I, we know that that two out here. But ah, but that's I'm tomatoes, not... <laughs> and they growing lots of avos. But Westphalia um, is yes, and yes, 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 yes. There you but, go. Uh, uh, and what? Yeah, and also, so you've exposed yourself twice, um, because one, you you didn't acknowledge Westphalia, and two, you haven't read my book. But that's okay. I read yours. It's fine. Um, talk to me, please about the Kenyans and their avo exports because they've got a great subtropical climate. They should have have got a great location. They've got a a really good um, uh, East African hub. Uh, And, of course, they've got the world at their feet, particularly the Chinese who are hungry for avos. And and it's the second shipment, Bruce. We're talking 20-foot containers here. 150 containers went there in August, I think, and they landed. It was a, it was a big, it was a big occasion because that was the first shipment. And because I mean to export to China is almost like New York, New York. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. The minute you get approved by China as a market, you know you have arrived. But not only is it China, it's going to be all of Asia. It's going to be just the oceanic region. And and the China, Kenya has really done very well here, overtaking South Africa even. So this is the second shipment already, and it's only September, Bruce. So it's it's a very, very positive story because it doesn't really matter what you export to China as long as you are accepted. It took a long time for them to be approved by the standards of, of the Chinese Import and Export Authority. And now that they've done that, they are so proud of this. And believe you me, they are rubbing it in that they have overtaken South Africa as an exporter, these Kenyans. Okay, Tanzania. Um, we keep talking about South African mobile data costs and roaming costs and all of these sorts of things. Um, and it you know, it is what they call it, the new oil. Data is the new oil. Um, uh, all of these statements. But cheap data certainly does liberate economies, and Tanzania seems to be liberating effectively. And and there is the research ICT Africa. I think there's the think tank or or, or some some organisation like that. And the reason is it's so important, Bruce, is that now that we know what COVID can do, now that we we've been talking about data and its affordability, and we know that that poor countries tend to prioritise 
connectivity more than the the well-off ones because they they do it not only for what people would look at social media whatever they do it for banking if you remember mpesa bruce mobile money and they do it for a whole lot of other things including healthcare and Tanzania, I, I would not have expected them to be because I would have thought Kenya is up there. But in the African community, which is those three countries, Kenya, Tanzania, and, and Uganda, plus now DRC that has joined in South Sudan, and you're looking, it's, it's, it's that kind of internet crisis that will just mean if we agree that COVID has moved us to in, into this virtual reality, Tanzania is very well positioned indeed. Okay, and then uh, where you were last weekend in Nigeria, interesting, a, a gas pipeline project in Nigeria connecting Morocco, and it, it looks like a really huge project in that part of the world. Yes, it's about 7,000 kilometers of a pipeline. This is, this is not a small project. Well, nothing in Nigeria is small. Nigerian National Petroleum Company, that's the NNPC, and, and people talk about it with a lot of disdain because it's been doing a whole lot of things, but one thing they're getting right in, under President Buhari is that they have corporatized the organization, NNPC, and they have started doing things they had always been talking about. 2016, that was the first time they talked about this, and it had not materialized until very recently. And this time, the agreement means all the... They're talking trillion cubic feet of oil of of gas and and as you know wherever you produce petroleum you are likely to get get associated gas and you can flare it or you can package it the way they're doing it and go and use it in industrial and domestic situations and this is for Spain destined for Spain cruise across the Strait of Gibraltar so it's a very good project because it connects the entire West Africa to North Africa, then to Europe, and and it's a, it's a good it's a good project, it's a multi-billion dollar project, and adds that equation the fact that Dangote will be building or inaugurating his his refinery, then you get the picture of just how Nigeria might have been graduating out of this oil curse that it has been suffering from for sixty plus years. Thank you, Victor Homaswana. He is the author of Africa Bounces Back, and I know that because I've read his book. Been told off, Homer Told off.